What's that film that you love? What film? The one about the fucking hairdresser, the space hairdresser and the cowboy. The guy's he's got a tinfoil pal and a pedal bin. His father's a robot and he's fucking fucked his sister. Lego. They're all made of fucking Lego. Star Wars. That's the one, right? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions of the world, and I have to deal with them. I'm your host, Molly Marsh, and I'm just at Victoria Station uh, with a bunch of people in Jadoon suits. Um, Sarah Garnham and I were, were in the area, uh, and we got a call to say there was like a publicity stunt at um, Victoria Station, um, and a bunch of guys in Jadoon suits are here, walking around, scaring the shit out of children, uh, and it's great. Um, so that's what I'm doing today. If I sound a bit husky, it's because I've got a, a horrible chesty cough. I seem to get a chesty cough for a period of about two months at the end of each year. Um, makes me feel quite festive when the chesty cough comes around. Um, thankfully, though, I didn't have a chesty cough when I recorded this week's uh, episode um, with our good friend Luke Spillam. Um I went and met up with Luke, uh, and it had been a, a, a good couple of years since he'd appeared on the podcast. Um, uh, so I thought it was a, uh, uh, about time that I got back together with him uh, to, to record something. Um, and Luke and I had a conversation about Star Wars and Doctor Who, um, since we're both, uh, we're both fans of, of both Star Wars and Doctor Who. I'm just following the Jadoon out of Victoria Station now into the open air. Um, Luke and I are fans of both Star Wars and Doctor Who, uh, and, and we're quite interested on, in you know, what happens when the two collide, how similar they are, how, how different they are, what our relationship has been like uh, with each of them over the years. Uh, and it, was, it ended up being a really fruitful discussion. I, I'll apologise if you're not into Star Wars, because I'll be honest up front, if you're not a Star Wars fan, I am not sure how much, um, how much you're going to get out of this episode. But if you are, you're going to love it. Um, so I'm sorry, but I promise it'll be uh, Doctor Who City again soon. Uh, and there's still plenty of Doctor Who content in this episode. It is, after all about the intersection between both uh, franchises. Um, but yeah, it was so nice to chat to Luke about that and, and share our kind of different experiences of, of, of being fans of both of those things. But anyway, um, that's all the admin for this week. And uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Luke Spillan. So I'm here with, uh, with Luke Spillan. Yeah, correct, correct <laughs> pronunciation. We've known each other for quite a while. <laughs> I'd be worried if you got that wrong, actually. That was, uh... Did it sound like I was asking you? Yeah, it did a bit. Oh, yeah, no, it I wasn't. I was, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just, uh, yeah, being weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you were, the, you were the second person I ever interviewed on Galactic Yo-Yo. Uh, uh, who was the first again? Richard B. Brooks. So I'm second to him. Second to him. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Richard Brooks, okay. He is just in the best in Doctor Who fans, and you're, you're second. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you. So you were the f- the second person I interviewed. That was way back in 2017. Oh my uh, god! And I remember that f- interview. We off. hadn't 
Have we not met? Probably we briefly met in Edinburgh, in the but street, like, but you didn't know who I was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we met. Um, so we that was the first time we'd spoken. Um, Since then, we've become we're mates now. Are we yeah, mates? yeah, such good friends. We're mates, yeah. Um, and <laughs> like, are you questioning that as well? Yeah, you've been on my podcast once since then as well. Um, yeah, I did a Christmas you special, did a Christmas Galactic Ho Ho. Yes, excellent. Um, you doing that again this year? I didn't do it last year. Oh, um, oh no, that was two years ago. <gasps> that was two years ago. It was wow. 2017 as well. Yeah. So yeah, I did that one. Um, yeah, and then we're, I haven't kind of seen I you on the podcast on. since. So it's nice I to have you back, Luke. Oh, thanks. I for did having one me in your house with Kez. Um, yeah, you did. I was in the other room. In the UK, where you hid in the other room. Um, but yeah, we're we're here to talk about something new today. So as as yeah. listeners, regular listeners will know, when I invite people back, we generally do something different. Yeah. Uh, so it's not unpopular opinions today. Uh, today we're talking about Star Wars <gasps> and Doctor Who, and yeah. the relationship between the two because. You and I, I feel, were kind of equally into both as children. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. They were definitely on a level. Yeah, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I, yeah. I don't think I really realised how much until Star Wars came back. Right. That they were okay. on a le- I forgot that they were on a level. Yeah, me too, actually. Because it was quite until it was the about hype. 10 years, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly 10 years between Revenge of the Sith and yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. This is where everybody who... Um, doesn't care about Star Wars. They've switched turned off. off. They've turned Although off. we'll bring it the, back to Doctor they've Who. Seen the title, I promise. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I guess I w- what I'll ask initially is what I ask everybody about Doctor Who, mm. which is how did you become a Star Wars fan? What's your first memory of Star Wars? Oh my god, Luke? it's so weird. It's also I was just saying to you just before we start recording. It's so weird, like talking about Star Wars in this way. I think mm-hmm. I'm so used to talking about Doctor Who in this way that um, that I haven't really reflected or thought much about it, but I do remember exactly how I became a Star Wars fan. Tell me. That was, I, I've got really vivid memories of it. I actually don't know if my mum remembers this. I should ask her about it. But my mum got me into Star Wars. So first of all, my name is Luke, and that is oh, no coincidence. Yeah. My mum tells me that that is after Luke oh, Skywalker. That's so cool. Uh, she may have told me that as a kid to keep me happy, and mm-hmm, that's complete mm-hmm, nonsense. Mm-hmm. I think there may be truth to it in that I was called Luke after Luke Skywalker, because my mum likes Star Wars, but yeah. then it also appeased um, elder members of my family because uh, uh, growing up in a very Catholic family as right. a kid. Right, it's a biblical name yeah, as well. exactly, exactly. And it's a really Covered ordinary name, if Covered you don't mind me saying. Yeah, it's like, it, no it, it going, is very oh, ordinary. That's a strange name. Yeah. Like, if she call you Anakin, everyone would be a bit like, hmm. I do think in hindsight now, right, when you go back to Star Wars and yeah. you're like, Luke is a really boring name amongst like it's Padme, so true. Anakin, Obi-Wan, mm-hmm, like it, mm-hmm. Rey, Finn. Well, Obi-Wan was Ben. So I suppose in the original true. Star Wars, there's and, he's, and his uncle is Owen. Yeah, so that's so true. You get normal names in the in the first they need one. More Even normal like names. Han is quite is like is normal it? in in like Germany. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, um, they need more normal names. Anyway, I completely digress. So yeah. so my <laughs> name is Luke, um, and so my mum. My point there is my mum was a fan. My mum loves Star mm. Wars, and um, I remember as a kid. I think it was quite heavily publicised that they brought out the VHSs, and it was the last time. I think it it was public knowledge that it was going to be the last time they were going to release the cinematic versions uh, on right. VHS. So this would have been like mid nineties, right? It must have been. I don't even know when I. I recently look, found the D, the VHS covers, and it was before the special editions came about. So it was yeah. the last time they released those the the original okay. versions of the original trilogy on VHS, and they were like these blue special VHS covers, and oh. you know classic like Doctor Who. Yeah. Those VHS covers are Star Wars in my head, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and so and like the, the logo was red. It was a, it was a oh, red weird. Star Wars logo, uh, like blue covers. Strange, um, very odd. And uh, oh, do you remember like, them? Was it widescreen? 
Were they like widescreen copies? Oh, maybe. I feel like my dad had these. Maybe. And they had like Stormtrooper on the side and like, it was like They black. had a character on the side, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was always someone these. big with a massive planet or circles. It was like Obi-Wan with like a planet and then Vader with like the Darth, the Death Star and yeah. things like that. Anyway, so there, A New Hope came out and my mum took me, very specific memory, to Tesco, Covent Garden. Yeah. And we got A New Hope <laughs> and we went home and watched it and I absolutely loved it. I don't have specific memories of watching it. I remember the whole l- experience that I've just told. Mm, but mm. I, I just remember there and then that was, that was I was a fan straight away. You were hooked. And then they were releasing those VHSs every so often. They didn't release all three in one go. Oh. So I remember we kept going back. So it and you was, were happy to wait because yeah. it was before... Well, I couldn't, I'd had no Netflix. direct access to, <laughs> yeah, exactly, to anything. Like, had to wait. I don't think I really waited in kind of like, oh my God, I'm on a no, on a cliffhanger. Okay. Yeah. But I do remember like getting each one. And I c- they may have came out, come out like a week apart or a month apart or, right, right. or months. I can't really remember. But that was it. And then when I had those three VHSs, Return of the Jedi was the one that was like, because it was a finale as a kid. That was oh, it was my favourite as a kid as well. And so that yeah. became my favourite. And yeah, it w- that was the one that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um. And then that's it, really. And then I just remember watching them again and again and again from there. I don't know if I still have those VHSs, but that that was how I became a fan. And I don't really have memories of anyone in school being a massive Star Wars fan or anything oh. too much. There's my I guess you're a little older than me. Mm. So, like, I was at primary school when the prequels were coming out. Yeah. Whereas you would have been at secondary school, right? So I think I went into year seven as the Phantom, Phantom Menace came out in 99, 2000. When 99, yeah. Yeah, okay, so I was in year six. I was in year six. I was at end of primary school. Right. That's really funny, because so I'll do mine now. Yeah, so go So The on. Phantom Menace is my first memory of anything. <gasps> wow. So I was three. Oh, and my I God. And I was really so early for, an, uh, for a memory. That's yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember much. I just, I really remember sitting in the Odeon in Manchester and watching, which isn't there anymore, and watching <laughs> um, Darth Maul fall down that shaft to his oh my God. quote-unquote my death. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Being hooked and saying, "Dad, can we watch the others?" Yeah, and then just sitting and watching them all on oh. those VHSs, and then my dad saying, um, "I'm going to buy you a Star Wars figure." <laughs> oh man! Because he had sold. Oh. So my parents were teenage parents um, and didn't have a lot of money, and he had sold his entire Star Wars figure collection <gasps> to basically fund looking after a baby. <laughs> yeah. So um, to blame. he had he actually he lo- he saved one, which was two one B. Um, who is for for the uninitiated, um, the blue humanoid robot who helps out Luke when he's in the Bacta tank in Empire yes, Strikes Back. I had that figure. Yeah, so he saved that one, but all the others had been sold. So I think he he still kind of felt bad about that, and he was like, <laughs> "I'm going to buy you one." And he was thinking until I can build my collection again, <laughs> yeah, again with and, you. And he he took me to uh, the Star Wars shop, um, which wasn't the Star Wars shop, but it was a shop that sold loads of Star Wars figures in Ashton near where I live oh, at, wow. at home, and um, I could pick any one. <gasps> And I picked Ponda Baba, um, the walrus <laughs> man from the the cantina in A New Hope, and I and I took Ponda Baba um, home. And then I think probably a week later, I bought a set that was well, I didn't buy it, my dad bought it, but I got a set that was, um, you know, the deleted scene of Jabba and Han that they put yes. back into Episode Four. In New Hope, yeah. It was a it was a set of that. Oh wow. Um, and then my collection just grew and grew and grew and grew. But it was it was Jabba. It was actual Jabba in the special. It was like a special edition figure range. It wasn't not the. It wasn't the original Jabba. It was a special edition. Okay, so it was figure, okay. Yeah. So actual Jabba the the. Yeah. Because you know in oh, the you yeah. know in the original. Well, we'll come to that later. Okay. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> right. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, 
anyway, yeah. So then, so for me, it was like very figure focused. Like me being a fan of Star Wars. As yeah. A kid, like I would go and I'd get a figure, I'd get a figure. Yeah. It's all I asked for for Christmas and like Star Wars figures. I've got about two hundred of them still sitting oh my in my mum's garage because I promise. Like I always heard this story as a child of like my dad sold his Star Wars figures. How could he do that? That's amazing. And I and I remember promising to myself I will never sell my Star Wars figures. <laughs> <laughs> and you still haven't. I still haven't. I mean, there, so there's good. points where it's That's like so I was nice. really struggling and it could have made me quite a lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. I had some quite rare ones, but like, nope, I, I can't let <gasps> younger so me nice. down. That's yeah. so lovely. Oops, sorry, I didn't mean to kick the table. Um, whereas Doctor Who, which I didn't get into till later, actually. Yeah. There wasn't that same merchandise push because it wasn't on, right? And also, there wasn't yeah. even when it was on. There, there wasn't, was there? I mean, d- like Daypole. I mean, to me, toys. I yeah, I just loved action figures so much. So as you say, like Star Wars toys were a huge part of becoming a fan and becoming a bigger fan, like a proper yeah, fan yeah. to a degree. Yeah. So like collecting those, and yeah, and so with Doctor Who ones, there weren't. I mean, obviously, they weren't as good. That was the real. That was always the shame. And I think yeah, yeah. I think you knew that even as a kid. I never actually went Doctor Who toys are bad. I never knew that as a kid, but I always knew they weren't as good as the Star Wars ones. Well, and I think the key. I think. To me, it was less about the kind of quality of the toy and more about the fact there were just fewer of them. Selection, yeah, because because you got so used to it with Star Wars, you know, mm. like you say, like Ponda Baba, you could you could have everyone, you could have background you could characters, have literally everyone. They, the droids that would appear yeah. for seconds. I had like a mechanical, I had like a medical droid that's like the one with lots of different arms that came out. Oh, I've got a story about that as well. Oh, actually. Have you? oh okay, that's yeah. FX Seven. Oh right, I yeah, that's the name of that droid. And then again, my dad. Sorry, dad, for for like uh, <laughs> spilling all the all the dirt on your life as a child. But he, um, his biggest mistake in his life, I think, um, is that he, as a boy, uh, swapped his FX7 for a rubber skeleton in the playground. Oh no! And again, I just I remember as a kid just being oh, baffled by that because I respected my dad so much. You know, you respect <laughs> you your lost, parents. You lost respect. I was for just that. like, that is how could he do oh, that? Oh no! Anyway, yeah. That sorry, do go on. Um. But uh, yeah, what was it? But yeah, you so you couldn't, you just couldn't, you couldn't get that selection that you could with Doctor Who figures. But like Doctor Who's were almost a bit more. I don't know because I think Doctor Who has always been a, just a bit more for me as a right, kid. Doctor right. Who was just I love Doctor Who just that bit more than Star Wars. Yeah, they are scarily they're very close for me. Like because uh-huh. Doctor Who has always been my one big thing. But they are they are close. Yeah, and and they've they've drifted apart occasionally but as a kid i think the doctor who toys were just a bit they were just a bit more so they were a bit more like the holy grail getting right doctor B- who toys. Maybe because however, there were so few of them right exactly yeah however they completely complemented each other so when i would play with my my doctor who toys i suppose they are the same size aren't they They're yeah they were a little bit different five inch, right? john pertwee i'm not gonna lie He's he was he was a very head. tall figure massive head. so yeah. so he didn't very uh he didn't uh completely wasn't in scale with the others but um so i used to play uh, being me as a kid i was very kind of like i wouldn't just have fun adventures i'd have a series and i'd oh, plan a series i was you know show, probably part of being a doctor who fan i was a showrunner you know and i'd have my whole series arc planned out and everything and i'd write them all up in my book and stuff like that yeah yeah but um th- it was all completely emerged it was doctor who and star wars toys so probably oh. to a degree See, i wouldn't have dared do that oh and really like when i played with superheroes <gasps> i didn't mix marvel and dc <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a copyright. Oh no, there. I no, I did it all the time. Yeah. I did it all the time. And um, although I never played, I think I, so. I was somebody tweeted me about. It. I think it might be Matt Toffolo because he's another. He loves <laughs> his toys. But I think we tweeted about like, I would always bring my Star Wars toys into my Doctor Who games. Right. But I would never play Star Wars games, Star Wars 
things with Doctor Who toys involved. They were that they Doctor Who oh. didn't exist in the Star Wars world for some reason. I don't know why. Because weirdly, you'd think it would make sense the other way around more. Like, yeah, of course. To yeah. me, it's like Doctor Who. Doctor Who can arrive in the Star Wars world definitely. Arrives. I've in thought about this a lot before. Worlds, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, um, so building out those Star Wars toys mm. as a kid was exciting because it was just more. It was more toys for the Doctor Who world. You yeah, know, yeah. you buy a random monster, and I'd buy it because, oh my god, that's that cool monster in Star Wars. But also, oh yeah. my god, that could be a new Silurian. You know, it was like that element of right. it. Right. Yeah. So Darth Maul, for me, I remember buying Darth Maul. That was a really exciting toy. But I went and Darth Sidious. I bought both of those, and I went, oh my god, the new master. And they were instantly like the master. <laughs> in. And I remember. So obviously, like uh, uh, I've mentioned on this podcast, well, those who. Obviously, I'm not going to expect anyone to have listened to my episodes before, but good friends with Tom Webster, uh-huh. and uh, we grew up together, and and so we were we were bonded by Doctor Who, but also Star Wars, yeah. And so he used to get Star Wars toys as well, uh-huh. and he used to go to the extent of like customizing his, and he went he went a bit further as well. He used to play Blake Seven as well. Wow. This is how weird we were <laughs> as little kids. He'd play Blake Seven. I bet he played Dad's Army as well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's admitted to me, but I'm sure if he had military figures, he would. There were more unit figures. He definitely would. Right, right. And uh, I remember him. And it was a kid because I didn't do custom figures or anything. Tom painted his Obi Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor. He painted it black, and he put some blue tack on his eye. And then he went, "It's, it's a new Travis figure from Blake Seven. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my that god!" Blew my mind. The only kid in the world. Who did the that. only kid in the world who <laughs> made an Obi Wan figure, Travis, in his new version of Blake Seven. So that that's to me that's part of the the, the uh, that fascination with the toys, and that I love building up the Star Wars toys. Mm. But like they were. It was more for the Doctor Who world. Right. So, like, I had this whole series where, like, Padme was this companion called Stacy. Uh, <laughs> R2-D2 was a, draw- was a new canine called H-14. Um, and then Lando Calrissian, Lando Calrissian was um, uh, Stacy's partner who died in her opening episode. Right. He was called Bill. Right. And it was very heavily inspired uh, as a kid, obviously ripped. Uh, it was very heavily inspired by the Radio Times strip of 1996, Dreadnought. Right. Um, so I completely copied that story and then Amazing. just like killed off Stacy's partner, and that was Lando. So yeah, that's so great. See, that's so different from my story, which oh, really? is that I, I sc- well, it's just because of because I'm a little bit younger than you. Yeah. Cause right. Because I, I was in, I was just finishing primary school when when Revenge of the Sith came out. Right. I see. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it was quite convenient that Star Wars ended. And Doctor Who began pretty much like course, literally yeah. almost the same month. I think Revenge of the Sith came out in like May 2005, yeah, May 2005, yeah, or something. Yeah, and, yeah. and Doctor Who started yeah. in like March, April that year, yeah, almost so you like literally it was handed pretty over. much a, a straight handover, yeah, and also pretty much the exact age that that you stop playing with action figures, really, yeah. Um, I think I played with action figures a little bit too long, yeah. Well, and not that I stopped collecting <laughs> them either, yeah, I stopped I, playing yeah, I still with them, do, yeah, and um. And yeah, I mean, you would dream of Doctor Who action figures that, that <gasps> were as good. As, I mean, and now we've got yeah. them, right? Yeah, oh we've got yeah, an so amazing true. Doctor well, Who. Why, that's now. why. I mean, what when character brought out their first classic series mm. Doctor Who figures and stuff like that, it was like the new series figures were really exciting. But when they brought the classic series ones out, yeah. that first wave of like what was it like an Ice Warrior and like oh, a Sea remember. Devil and a Zygon, Colin Baker, Peter Davison. Yeah, I remember and, getting the Doctors. Yeah, and that was like. Oh my god! Because as a kid, they were like these were the figures I wanted with my Star Wars toys. Like you know, Star Wars were making such good toys. They were all a bit muscly because they were like the '90s era of yeah that Luke, that Luke from '97. That's oh, absolutely that massive, bulky. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Hench. yeah. And so um, yeah, when those classic Doctor Who figures came out, it was like oh, finally, yeah. you know. 
Doctor Who is, is as good, if not better, than Star Wars. I think it got kind of ahead with those character option figures. It, was, it wasn't until Star Wars recently launched the Black Series action mm, figures, mm. which I got one for the first time recently. I got a Boba Fett. They're five inch, right? Yes, they're they're yeah. basic. Uh, I think so. They might be a bit bigger actually, right? Because I've got I've got a Boba who stands next to a Tardis, right? And he's just he's almost like the size of the door, so he's a bit he's like a very Slightly tall man too big, right. getting into the into the Tardis. But um, but those figures feel like the kind of parallel to Equivalence. the character when it first started. Yeah, I mean, uh, as a child, it was like three point seven five inch was like the the absolute paragon of yeah size for a figure where yeah. it's like as an adult i've realized that five really inches. five inches what you want yeah what was i gonna ask you next yeah i guess um should we talk about i mean can i talk about the phantom menace when that came out yeah well? let's talk about that yeah because that was that when the phantom menace came out that was like because it was funny just as i was telling that story of how i got into star wars i was thinking like oh my god i got into both doctor who and star wars it was when you mentioned your age i got into both of those in a really weird era like, I got into both of yeah. those in kind of their wilderness, wilderness years. Wilderness years, yeah. Like, Star Wars, it was just before the special editions happened, which is kind of when Resurgence started again, and then the, the mm. prequels. Mm. And so, like, I got into Star Wars at a really good time, because then I think stuff was coming out again, and there were loads and loads of stuff. And I remember getting, like, Star Wars magazine, mm. and it had, like, comics in it, and news and info, and I started really throwing myself into it. in the middle that you yeah. put on your Oh, yeah, all yeah. that. And it was, it was getting bigger and bigger. And then a fan The Phantom Menace came out, and that was just, like... Oh my god, so so excited! It was it was you know I mean it was like 2005 Doctor Who you know mm -hmm. it was like it's back. Well, yeah, I guess that was something I was going to bring up was that they're both franchises that have kind of had not reboots. Neither was a reboot. No, but, but, but like the prequels and also well the prequels and sequels. Yeah, and also New Who. It's kind of that reinvention. You're right. Yeah, it's yeah. something that people had a lot of nostalgia about. Yeah. Um, and all, and all of a sudden it was everywhere as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. like Phantom Menace came out and it was Star Wars was just everywhere. It went from being a video that was in Tesco to yeah. like everywhere. It would like and I remember getting the graphic novel. This so wouldn't happen nowadays, but I got the graphic novel of the Phantom Menace. I think I got it like two weeks before the movie oh, came God. out. Yeah, and it spoiled everything. Yeah. Remember the sticker book of Revenge of the Sith just telling you how <laughs> Padme died? Oh and no. some kid in my some kid in my class oh no. um who was an absolute wrongan. Like came up to oh me with a sticker no. book because he knew I was a massive Star Wars fan. <gasps> I'm like, look, this is how she dies. Oh no! And, I'm, and she, he, he was like, she dies with a broken heart. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck off. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then oh, um, that's awful. Ruined by a sticker book. I know. Oh. I know a sticker book. But what? it's so bad that would never happen now, would it? No, like, no. Like, like no the, way. the way that things work this, yeah. these days on every TV and film. Can you imagine that would be that would be a catastrophic leak. I think it's because you kind of. Back then, you had to go looking for stuff. So to to find spoilers of Avenger the Sith, you'd have had to buy the sticker book, yeah, or Google like a Star Wars forum, yeah, and find out. Whether as now you'd open Twitter and somebody would have posted the sticker book it's all on over Twitter and then feed. it blows up. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. More, more immediate access yeah, yeah. to everything on internet you, means that yeah. you need to yeah not not <laughs> you need to not. you need That's to where not. that sentence was going. I, I I guess there's a there's a weird sort of parallel in that. When the Phantom Menace came out, there was, I mean, I don't really remember this because I was a toddler, but like from what I gather, there was like this excitement about it and mm. it was the best movie ever for like a fortnight. Mm. And then everyone went, oh, is this the best movie ever? And lots of adults kind of changed their mind about it and realized that it was a little bit flawed. See, it's so funny because I think because I was still at an age, obviously, like I was, if it was 99, I was nine. Yeah. So I was still at a good age. I think we were probably both quite we young, or too that. young yeah. to realize and 
I talk to people about this now, and they say, "Yeah, we kind of realise quite quickly." Uh-huh. But I I didn't realise. <laughs> no, I I didn't I, until I, still, I was in my teens. Yeah, so I was like, I, I, yeah. it wasn't until I got, went back and started, you know, yeah, being later on teens and yeah. being like, "Oh right, I get it." Like the s- the script, and oh yeah, they are talking about trade negotiations. Yeah, you yeah. know, you never you never just clock that stuff. And I I always just it genuinely, the Phantom Menace was like the best Star Wars film ever. Oh for my me, god, yeah, for so long. It's, there's so much spectacle in it, you know. Yeah. It's it's finally what you want Star Wars to like look and feel like, and it's exciting. And oh my god, the lightsaber fights! You know, it was it was mm. like Star Wars was. It's the same as Doctor Who, right? We were at the right age. Yeah, it yeah, it yeah. was made for us, even though there are things like trade negotiations in it. Mm. And you are like what? Mm. But it was made for us, that young people. Same as when Doctor Who came back, it was made for young people, and and yeah. those are the people who get on board with it. And my god, like Phantom Menace was amazing. It was the best Star Wars film. Until Attack of the Clones came out, and then that was the best Star Wars film ever. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it. And now I go back, and I am like, yeah, they are—they are basically kids' films, and that. But there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's a good thing. I think um, Revenge of the Sith. I think when Revenge of the Sith came out, that was the one. I would have been about 15 then, right? And that was the one that I remember going to see it with Webster again. Right. And there were moments that we actually laughed at, like in the cinema. Ah, uh, see, specifically I remember Palpatine. We called him a bumhead. Right. Oh, he does. His head does look like a bum. He's got a bum. Yeah, yeah. His bum appears on his head. I mean, for me, it was like Revenge of the Sith was like, oh my god, this yeah. is the greatest Star Wars film <laughs> ever. Like, I could I mean, not I could believe totally see that. how brilliant it was. Yeah, but like, I guess with Doctor Who, it was sort of the opposite. Where because because with Star Wars, everyone was like, everyone saw the Phantom Menace trailer, which is like one of the greatest movie trailers of all time. Yeah, and you know, up to that point, everything Star Wars had been amazing. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, oh my god, this is going to be the greatest film ever, and yeah. then it wasn't. Doctor Who, it's not that fans thought it was going to be crap. It was just that they were kind of prepared for disappointment because Doctor Who had disappointed everybody before. Right. In a way. Yeah, like and, okay. And like they'd had the, the, whatever you think of it in terms of quality, they'd had the, the failure of the TV movie. Yeah. So they were kind of, I remember like kind of being encouraged to prepare for the worst with Doctor Who a bit more. Oh, really? And then it's it, so funny, isn't it? I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose because I was quite young, I because even when you say like the failure of the TV movie, mm. like that was my favorite episode of Doctor Who, basically throughout all of the nineties. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, yeah. I suppose it's just that age thing. It's when you get older, isn't it? And you, you know, you learn more people's opinions and you sure. you find out what adults thought of it. And you're yeah, like, I think it, this is definitely the, the thoughts of adults. And yeah, 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 yeah. But as a kid, it was just like things like the TV movie and the Phantom Menace were like just the best things mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when Doctor Who came back, I d- I didn't have that thinking. I didn't really think. Like you say, like prepared for the worst. Yeah, I, yeah. I never had that. I just always presumed. I I always knew it would be brilliant. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't ever remember being like this will, this will get bad. And it and it was obviously because that that run of episodes is so phenomenal. Oh my god! I mean, that, it, it, it was never, still the best series of Doctor Who, right? Yeah. I, d- I don't know when when it hit me that Doctor Who couldn't not be good. I think I think I mean I remember a specific conversation where I was like running around the living room like absolutely full of beans because Doctor Who was going to be on that yeah. night. And my dad said to me, look, like, calm down. <laughs> like, it could be dreadful. <laughs> like, we just don't know. Yeah. And I don't know why he did that to a child. <laughs> but um, it might have been a good thing that he did that because obviously it was better than we could have ever imagined. And, yeah. like, that's the way it's kind of different from Star Wars is yeah. that, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it kind of pulled off the opposite trick in a way. But then it was everywhere. And, like, children loved them both, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. God, yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever really drawn such parallels between Doctor Who and Star Wars. I don't think I'd yeah, ever I mean, quite realised. Yeah. Until now, though, like you know, the wilderness, the Star Wars had its own wilderness years, mm-hmm. which you know, in then in those wilderness years, it had all the expanded universe and same length, did all 16 the, years did all for the, both. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, that 
that's amazing. I yeah, did yeah. not know that. I mean, obviously, Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace is... But yeah, with Return of the Jedi is like... Um, is 83. So technically... Phantom Menace 99. Does that make Shadows of the Empire Star <laughs> Wars' TV movie? Uh, yeah, it does. Because that was kind of the moment. Do, w- do you remember Shadows of the Empire? Was that... I, I don't you remember Shadows of the Empire. I thought that was like early 80s, though, Shadows of the Empire. Like no, no, that was 90s. Was that was oh. 90s. As far as I know, unless I I'm wrong. figures of Shadows of the Empire. Like yeah, Prince, Prince Zizel. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember how you... I, I can't remember how you Sorry, Doctor Who fans. I can't remember how you meant to <laughs> pronounce it. Is it Sheezel? I yeah. think it's Sheezel. Sheezel. Yeah. Yeah, also, I love um, that name. Chewbacca with the the bounty hunter disguise with a with a with yeah. a eye patch. Yeah, I had I had the Luke toys. soldier figure in yeah. the red. So- oh, oh my god, my you god. could put the helmet on. Imperial him. guard disguised yeah. Luke, which oh. is basically now like the red stormtroopers that are about to be in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's so that true. design. Um, oh my god, I loved Shadows of the Empire. That was that was a that is yeah, a yeah. huge like moment in my Star Wars fandom because imagine if they made Doctor Who EU toys. Doctor That'd Who would be amazing. Oh, what, expanded universe toys. I mean, I guess yeah. they just did well, they the big finish stuff with Yeah, uh, and they've done like B&M. blue Colin Baker. And yeah, the, yeah, true, they have. The big they finish. Have. I'm talking nonsense. Toys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but great. those are really exciting, aren't they? That's, I, yeah. I love all that stuff. Schalke Doctor figure. That'd be amazing. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but what, as a real actor? No, 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 no as a cartoon one. Could you do that? Like they stylized. did the the Clone Wars ones with Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. I can't say that one would sell. The Schalke Doctor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Matt Toffler would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I would as well. So yeah, yeah. as would so I. No apologies to Matt because I would as well. <laughs> um, but was it? But Shadows of the Empire was phenomenal. That was yeah, so exciting yeah. because that was like, um, y- like I, yeah, I've talked about that so many times. I've talked about that over like years, just being at the BBC of just how much of an amazing thing that was mm, to do mm. in the nineties. Mm. They went like, okay, we are. We are gonna we're gonna do a new Star Wars film is yeah, what they uh, yeah, they yeah, essentially yeah. said in, internally they were like we're gonna do a new Star Wars film without there being a film yeah so they did the book uh-huh. they did the comic book yeah. they did the video game yeah. they did an Action audio figures, book yeah. and they did um they did like the soundtrack yeah. as if there was an actual movie they did a soundtrack oh my God. to yeah, a Star Wars movie didn't exist they did everything but make the movie uh-huh. and it was phenomenal and I played the video game the video game is like one of my favorite video games <laughs> of all time and I kind of don't ever want to replay it no because in my head it's the best thing ever and i know when i go back to it occasionally i've looked at videos on youtube and i'm like oh man it looks so bad (laughs) no the version of it in your head is the better version the best and i would uh, i would stick with that i used to i used to rent that n64 game out of blockbuster so much there were quite a few other star wars games weren't there There was like um there was jedi what was the jedi racer or something it was blue cover and there was a ship on it i missed out on a load of star wars games Mm. that i kind of can't believe I missed out on um, because there were so many. I think there was a pod racing game, wasn't there? Was there a pod racing Yeah, there will be. There was. There was the N64 one that was like a one spaceship of. one. Yes. Has, um, has, has Star Wars got a VR game? It does. Is it as good as the Doctor Who VR game? I've not played it and this right. is where I'll be like Doctor Who wins. And I, I get this. I, I get working in that industry what it's like in terms of like... So basically the Star Wars one is uh, it's called Vader's Immortal Quest um, it looks amazing. You're yeah. kind of, you go to Vader's castle. As with anything, I'm sure we can talk about this in a bit, as with anything that Star Wars do, they're so brilliant as a franchise and that it's, it's they have a central story team and so it's embedded in the canon. Like, it exists. Right, right, right. It is canon, essentially, because Star Wars can do that. Um, but it, um, you view Darth Vader through, through the eyes of you being coming into this castle mm. and as an apprentice. Mm. However, it's only available on Oculus, one of the Oculus platforms, which is kind of like a PC VR. Right. And I think that's because they've sponsored it. Okay. Now I'm hoping that 
usually with those things, it, it'll be an exclusive window. So I'm mm -hmm. hoping that like within about a year and a half or so, it'll come out on other platforms. Yeah. It won't be as big, but maybe that's what will happen. Otherwise, I'm never, ever going to play that Star Wars game, which pains me. But it looks amazing. They'll make another one. Yeah, I'm sure they I will. Mean, that is the I'm sure they will. Yeah. It seems like more it's and more general console VR games are going to going to come out yeah, now. Yeah. Like Marvel have just announced their Iron Man one that's kind of across all VR consoles. Oh, cool. Do you get to be Iron Man? Yeah, yeah, you get to fly oh, around as Iron really Man, cool. which looks phenomenal, like with the heads up display and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, obviously Doctor Who one, best VR game ever. Well, I I haven't played it. Oh god, you, come, you need to come around and play it. I watched somebody play it. I'll oh, come around and play um, it at Ricky's the other day. Oh, okay, great. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it was the Weeping Angels bit. Oh, it's terrifying. And everyone in the room was screaming, despite the fact that only one person, only Connor, was wearing the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so terrifying. I think it's more terrifying playing on your like. If you come around, I will stay silent because oh doing that thing with the headphones in—that's yeah, what yeah. makes it scary. I think. Oh Jesus! Some some VR games I think are really fun having other people around because yeah. I have PSVR yeah. and I love. I honestly I love VR so much. But like having people around is really fun, and you almost you end up feel like you're putting on a show, and everyone kind of is enjoying it, yeah, yeah. and everyone's shouting at the screen. And apparently there are some games that are designed whereby you can see certain things on the television screen that they can't see, and you can help each other out. Oh, so that's cool. great. But I specifically think Doctor Who The Edge of Time I, I played some demos of it because uh -huh. I, I, I just worked on some of the marketing for the game and so I, I played some demos with it with members of staff and I, I felt like I was kind of like okay great yes I've, I've viewed it and yes it looks great and you take it off and you're just kind of like I'm not really enjoying it but I've seen it and I played it at home yeah. The, yeah. the day of release and I like I played yeah, it on my own you can't really let your hair down in the workplace oh my god no <laughs> you can't I tell you that you can't spend 25 minutes walking in and out of the TARDIS and just like literally like doing everything. Just loving that bit. And yeah. just loving it. I honestly, <laughs> it blew me away. That was the, probably like one of the best gaming moments I've wow. ever had. Just cool. going in and out of the TARDIS and doing that thing that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. You know, pretending like you've got the, the doors are closed. You're in the, the, the box yeah. bit within the new console room. Open the doors. Uh -huh. Open one door. Open both oh. doors. Pop your head out. Well, when we, when we saw them... Um, production team for the game talking about it at Comic Con yeah, uh, right. like a month or so ago they were saying that that was one of the most difficult parts of the game to like realise I think yeah the, because I, I, of the different dimensions you of can, the yeah you can I mean yeah like I, it, there are bits where you just like, I don't even know how they've done this there's yeah. some bits where I think you know you can kind of suss the magic behind it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that, but uh, for most of those scenes you can go out walk around the TARDIS yeah. go back in um, so sick it's so good it's that so good it's, it's the best thing ever it's so good. So Doctor Who wins this one, Star Wars. One point to Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, that's not what this is about. No, um, I guess what I was next going to ask was, yeah. we can kind of answer this together. Yeah. When has Doctor Who been most like Star Wars Ooh. and vice versa? And when has it been kind of least like? Do you know what I mean? Do you, think, do you think it's maybe when it came back? When it when Phantom Menace and Rose? Mm. Like, is that when it was the most like? It in the public consciousness? Yeah, you know? I think so. I was like, more thinking kind of on screen. Oh, okay. So uh, like thematically and oh, in terms right, okay. of the, because they're both sci-fi. Yeah, but I yeah, yeah. Think they're really different. Like what I get from Doctor Who and what I get from oh, Star Wars yeah. is quite different. They're completely different, and I, I want to know what the what is the thing that ties them in because I I don't I don't I don't really see myself as like a sci-fi fan. I do. I, I do always end up liking lots of sci-fi, yeah, yeah. but I don't see myself as like a sci-fi person. No. But I love Star Wars and Doctor Who. So what is it that ties both of them in? Is it kind of a sense of? I think they've both got really good characters. Yeah, I think they're they're human real stories, characters. but really real, really good characters. In they're real. Maybe perhaps it's the fact they're real characters in completely mad alien universes. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you've got Luke, who you know, like lives on a farm and. Mm. 
Anakin, who's kind of less believable, but you know, we've kind of got in by that point via Luke, sure. I think. But like, they're very much they're very real people, yeah. usually with the yeah. Anakin, Luke, Ray characters. I guess that's similar, isn't it? That you sort of get in via a sort of yeah. There's a way in, isn't there? Like the companion. Yeah, and the then they can do what they want later. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So then the Phantom Menace is allowed to do these crazy yeah, the, all this crazy stuff, and and likewise, you know, by the time you get to like, you know, the Matt Smith era. Or even like late David Tennant era, the show's allowed to be a bit wackier yeah. than it allowed itself. Yeah, yeah, start, that's so true. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even in the classic series, like once you get to like Tom Baker era, yeah, it's and all the season seventeen stuff and yeah, it's really like hard sci-fi. Yeah. So yeah, so know. yeah, once you're in, yeah, you can be in those environments. You can be in, you know, if a film opened on, you know, if you opened on what Moss Eisley Cantina mm. in Tatooine, and you were just there straight away. Would it be as entertaining? You'd still be like, this is amazing. Yeah. But the fact you've reached, you've got to that point mm. through mm. Luke. But then when you think about it, you say that, and I'm like, the film opens on like a space battle with like... Yeah, but I think that's quite similar to... Um, right, so the original opening of... There's a video called Star Wars Always. Have you seen it? No. Oh my God, it's incredible. Okay. You need to watch it because yeah. you're, like, you're a marketing guy and you love that. Yeah. It's a trailer that... Um, so there's a guy who's an actor who made like a famous Star Wars re-edit um, that nobody's allowed to see because of copyright. Oh, um, really? Oh, okay. And it's, oh, it's the guy who plays Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3. Oh, him? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, so, yeah. So he's made this trailer. Um, this sort of like for all um, eight... Uh, well, all ten existing Star Wars films. Right. It's called Star Wars Always and it's just the best like four or five minutes of of Star Wars that kind of tells the whole story and oh, wow. it's really great. I mean, we could just watch it after this. Great, yeah, totally. Um, but that uses a, a kind of version of what apparently the original opening to Star Wars was going to be, which is there's this deleted scene with Luke on Tatooine looking up uh, with a pair of binoculars um, and then it and then you see and it goes, oh, maybe it starts there or it goes, I can't remember which ra- way around it is, but it basically wow. like zooms from that to the Star Destroyer. <gasps> I had no idea. That's mad. And I guess that's kind of what the movie does anyway. In yeah. That you see the Star Destroyers and then you zoom down to Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. But like. But that's so much more a rose opener, isn't it? Exactly. You know, that you, you're in space and there. you zoom down to that alarm clock immediately in yeah. a council flat in a bedroom. Which is more relatable than a moisture farm. Yeah. Right? But it's. <laughs> True. It's True. kind of similar. True, you but know, Moisture Farm is the most relatable you can kind of get in the Star yeah. Wars world. But, but it's a boy whose whose parents have just made him dinner. You know, yeah. it's, it's pretty it's pretty relatable as yeah. far as um, Star Wars goes. I just think. Yeah. So I think that's probably the most similar stuff. So I'd kind of almost say like things like maybe a New Hope. You know, it's mm. kind of like mm. you know, your way in via a new companion sure. to that mad world is is the most similar thematically to to Doctor Who. I can't think of any like stories or anything that are vaguely similar i think doctor who has often tried to do a star wars hasn't it like they often feels like even ghost yeah. monument last year right yeah i guess feels so. like the yeah. most star wars doctor who in a long time i think it like that episode looks phenomenal and you feel like you know that when that spaceship crashes you're like oh my god we're in a star wars um yeah i, I mean it certainly tried to do a Mos Eisley thing a few yeah. times in new who of like yeah, yeah let's yeah. try and make oh, the yeah. cheapest alien but which like there's no disrespect to doctor who because that's exactly how star wars did yeah, it yeah, like, they course, just yeah. get some guy in a wolf mask yeah and, like, yeah yeah you know i'm thinking of like rings of akaten yeah they're just like pulling together yeah all of the costumes they can yeah that's find. so true it's so well, i remember rings of akaten as well because you've got that scene when they're sat in the crowd and i'm like that's literally like the pod racing crowd they yeah, literally yeah, yeah. designed yeah, yeah, it like yeah. the pod racing crowd and then like the scene in well two scenes i'm thinking of is like the, the magician's apprentice scene and also in 
uh, End of Time that basically has Moss Eisley Cantina kind of vibes. Oh, yeah, Forgotten Magician's Apprentice has that weird... It's when... Uh, Colony Sarth. Colony Sarth, yeah. that's it, there you go. Uh, that'll feel like you've edited that to make that quicker, but you genuinely didn't no, answer genuinely that quite quickly. In, so I saw the <laughs> panic in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, I was going, oh, like, God, no, character name. Um, yeah, when Colony Sarth, yeah, because in that cantina, yeah. I forgot about that. And then I always think of the Jack one, when yes, Jack and, uh, yeah, of, yeah. in the end of time. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of moments that I think Star Wars has, uh, Doctor Who has drawn from Star Wars, mm. but weirdly, I don't think there's ever been any Star Wars drawing from Doctor Who. Well, I mean, do you think physically they they like have oh yeah, props and of stuff course we know that much. That's all we've got on them. We've We're like, yeah, that. you've taken our costumes and our and our props, but you've never quite. Yeah. You never, have you seen? I tweeted last year when I watched the Last Jedi on DVD because I got blown away by it in the um. Because I always love it. And at any yeah. time, I get yeah. so overexcited if Doctor Who and Star Wars tie in huh. anyway. And there was um, on the amazing special features of The Last Jedi, which is like some of the best special features I've ever seen mm -hmm. on a DVD, barring the collection, uh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> the uh, There's a documentary about Ryan Johnson and, and right. the process of making right. the film. And there's a bit where he's approving designs. Mm. And it's for, I think, some of the droids that are on the casino planet. Okay. And he goes like, uh, no, 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 that's two Doctor Who. And you're just like, oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, it's kind of a diss, but also yeah, yeah, like yeah. a compliment that you're like, yes. And I think it's because there's what Doctor looks... Who's even on his radar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that's the director of a Star Wars film going Doctor Who. Yes, they know mm. and love it. Mm. Come to us, JJ, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one day. <laughs> Would you not like that? Would you not like a JJ Doctor Who? Um, I'm gonna stay quiet on that one. <laughs> I'm scared of where that conversation would go. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring that up later. Um, okay, okay. No, for those who don't know, I think we should address the, the costumes in, in Star Wars thing because people listening may not know. Yes, right, we should, yeah, because it's really exciting as well. Bosk, Bosk the, yep. the, the sort of crocodile-looking bounty hunter in yep. Empire Strikes Back, is wearing a spacesuit worn by a dude from the 10th planet, astronaut, right? Astronaut, yeah. An astronaut planet. from the 10th planet. Also, you posted one mm. from the Mandalorian TV series. Right, there's yeah, like so, so, um, Are they uh, actually Doctor Who props, or they just look like? No, it? they're they're not. But they have a long story that is that connects them back to Doctor Who, which is amazing. So if you've watched The Mandalorian, um, apparently there are two guns in it which um, look very similar to uh, a design of a gun that Ponda Barber has in right. New Hope. Right, and apparently those guns came from the same prop store, which which Doctor Who returned to Dalek. They were originally Dalek guns right. from. I want to say death to the Daleks when they actually have physical guns. They returned them to this kind of artillery prop store sure. and they then got used on Star Wars. So Mandalorians are based on actual things that came from Doctor Who to Star Wars, um, which is guns, basically. That's really cool. Um, it, it, I can't take any credit for knowing that because that comes from um, my friend Gav, who mm. has an amazing YouTube channel called um, Terry Nation Daleks, Army, right. yeah. which has yeah. amazing videos. And, and in that, he covers this... Um, the, wow, the tie-in so cool. that blew me away but yeah it's like so technically there is something in star wars there's loads there's quite a few more things i think as well there might be something else um i think there might be or or it, it may be that the costume that's 10th planet that's bosk is also in the cantina scene i think in oh the does boshek wear it i love that you know that name do I you do know who boshek is Bo so boshek is the guy who so they go into the cantina and they're looking for han solo and he sort of nods at them to show them where Han Solo is. He like sort of he's a spaceman. Oh, I can't. And he's remember. got a helmet under his arm, and, and that is probably like the same astronaut nods. costume, I think. Probably, yeah. But it's yeah. different colour, so they put because they yeah, painted they it painted yellow, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Anyway. I suppose because it was originally in black and white, you don't really know what colour it was originally. No, in, no, it could have been yellow yeah. on the fella in Tenth Planet, right? Yeah, but you never—they didn't never know like what other more. I'd love to know. I mean, I suppose thinking about it, there are other things like so in Clone Wars. No, mm. Star Wars Rebels, which I, which I, I haven't watched all of Clone Wars, which I need to do. Um, but I watched all of Rebels. I love Star Wars Rebels. The ad- this is the animated series they did, and uh, Tom Baker's in that, and he plays a uh, like a really big character. Um, I'm going to stop you there. Oh yeah, because I'm going to do a whole section of this episode at the end. Oh okay, where we do actors who've been in both. Oh okay, amazing. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, sure. So I'm going to stop you there. I won't just um, stop. I guess what I wanted to touch on next was Jedi's and Time Lords. Oh okay. Or Jedi. How did I, I just said Jedi's. Jedi's. Jedi. Sorry, the plural of Jedi is Jedi. <laughs> Jedi and Time Lords. Would they get on? Oh. They're both quite up themselves, aren't they? Yep, quite hoity-toity. I reckon, I reckon if we're talking Time Lord, if we're talking Jedi mm-hmm. from prequels mm-hmm. and Time Lords from kind of any Time Lord, really, yeah, 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 yeah. That they are destined to probably be the same species or something, aren't they? Like yeah. They're so up themselves. The Jedi I think they'd Council. be at each other's throats, though, because of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But they both, they both kind of like take a back seat but feel like they rule everything. They yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. they're kind of like they're in control. They're they're coming because of their power, whether that's time or the force. Um, yeah, yeah. Would they get on? Or I d- uh, yeah, probably not. I think they'd probably lock horns. Not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Jedi. I also like. I, I, no, I suppose Jedi's are. I don't know. It's funny because Jedi. Jedi's. I said Jedi's. Sacrilege. Terrible. Jedi. I mean, the thing is, because we're still midway through the. Not midway, we're at the climax of this big story of mm. the Skywalker mm. saga. We don't really know where Jedi, where the Jedi is going. Right, right. So they're now are like different iterations of the Jedi because you feel like I just always remember the Jedi being completely different in like the prequels, in that they were such like a mythical, mm. like kind of in my head they were like like Arthur's Knights of the Round Table. Mm. They were kind of, mm. And then you see the prequels and you're like, oh, they are. It's that Time Lord syndrome of that you see the Jedi and you're yeah. like, oh, they're really boring. Yeah, yeah. They're Same really, thing with the Time Lords. It's literally too. when you see the like, invasion of time, you're like, oh, they're not epic and exciting and, and, they're way and more legendary. when they've been killed off. They're boring. Right? Yeah, also that, right? Yeah. Getting to that of going like, you know, where we're going, you know, now with the Star Wars world of the Jedi are all gone and are mm. we going to get mm. something new? I think we are. My prediction, Skywalker's. That's going to be a new thing, I think. Oh. Don't know my prediction for Rise of Skywalker. I think a few people have said this, but right, my prediction is that we have had the last Jedi. That is Luke, and that now Ray is going to adopt the name Skywalker. And it's like a new. And thing. all the little kids at the end of Last Jedi, they won't be, they won't be Jedi's Jedi. They won't grow up to be Jedi. They'll grow up to be Skywalkers. Oh. So Luke's name will be carried on, That's like cool. a, like a peep like people. That's my theory. Yeah. But yeah, so now like Jedi sidetrack. That the, now the the Jedi being destroyed is way more interesting, isn't it? Because that's that's like you say, it's cool, that's exciting. That's like, yeah. where's that going? Whether as soon as you but see, even in like New Hope, like all the Jedi had gone. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Actually, yeah, the Time War had happened, didn't it? Yeah, the Time War is the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's this. It is the that's same the sort same. of thing. There you go. That's, and then you show it, and it and it's yeah, and it's not. It's never going to reach no. that hype. It's never going to reach that level of like. Yeah. It is just people shooting at each other and it's quite boring and it's yeah. quite... You actually want more... I mean, like I say, I haven't watched all the Clone Wars. I'm sure there are some really good stories in there, like mm. Rebels and stuff. But, like, yeah, it's never going to be that... It's probably going to be... You're going to tell better stories when you remove it from the actual war and just fighting. Exactly, yeah. Um, it's like when 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 Obi-Wan in A New Hope says, like, um, oh, I knew your father in the Clone Wars. And, and yeah. everyone was like, oh, my God, what's the Clone Wars? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's like Eccleston so being right. at the time where you're like, oh, and what is that? That and one, you, yeah. You see it and you're like, oh, 
Uh, I mean, to be fair, I wasn't at this point when we saw the Time War. Like, I think that's one of the best parts of, of, of Dare the Doctor. Doctor. Like, it's brilliant in Dare the Doctor. God, I get such a buzzer off that that scene because Doctor Who gets to be Star Wars for a bit. Yes, <laughs> and you're like, yes, that's so true. <laughs> it's like yeah. the underdog. You're like De- pun- yes, punching those Dare the Doctor moments. That's yeah. probably when. Yeah, that's another Doctor Who does Star Wars, mm. right? Yeah, when mm. you see that battle and you're like those spaceships and the Dalek sources and whatever, you're like, this is Star Wars. Yeah. And it felt like it had a budget enough to actually do it for one really episode. Cool. And we never need to see it again. Never, ever, ever. ever. <laughs> yeah. I think Jedi and Time Lords are similar in the fact that they both pretend to be non-interventionist. Um, but they are completely. But they are completely like, they'll be like, no, we're peaceful monks. And then they're just getting cut that lightsaber. Cut to them on heads off geonosis. And, yeah, 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 exactly. Where it's like the Time Lords, they're like, oh no, we don't do anything of the sort. And then they've got cut the Celestial the time Intervention <laughs> Agency. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, quite, quite similar in, in that regard. That's um, so true. Would you ever be happy with some form of like crossover ever happening? For charity. <laughs> I don't Not think that that sort of stuff ever happens. I do wonder if we're going towards a world where stuff like that's going to happen more. Because you know, well, kind of like Disney will just own everything. Yeah, well, like then... post post Avengers: Infinity War, where yeah. they threw everyone together. Yeah, and a part of me genuinely reckons that within the next, I don't know, thirty, fifty years, I reckon we'll definitely get a Marvel DC film. I mean, they've done it in the comics. Yeah. We'll definitely get a Marvel DC film. What if... Do you want that, though, really? A Marvel DC film? Like, not, No, not really. Obviously, like, the eight-year-old kid inside you wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Doctor Who and Star Wars, they're not really compatible. Why not? Do you not think so? I like, think they are. <laughs> Star Wars is just an era of the universe. It's just a... It's just a... I think it would be compatible for Doctor Who to enter Star Wars, but I don't think it could necessarily happen the other way around. They've, they've put time travel into Star Wars now. They added it into Star Wars, the finale of Star Wars Rebels. Oh, they really? added something called the, I want to say the Other Worlds. Oh. And it was a black void world. They 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 found a portal and they yeah. walked through this portal. And the main character walked walked around here and looked into windows and it was it was previous bits and no. something. So he he went back to when um, ah- Ahsoka faced off to Darth Vader, which was at the end of like season two, I want to say. Right. And so went back and, and saved Ahsoka, who who died. So Star Wars have started... Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars Rebels fan. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> it's all over. It's all finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. And, uh, so they introduced time travel. So th- wow. like there is a... Do you reckon they're setting that up for... Uh, for, for Doctor Who's entrance. Ri- Rise, yeah. of, Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> Don't know. Do you reckon we're getting a time travel? Do you reckon that's how Sidious comes back? Could be. I mean, he, he, I think, is privy to that other worlds in some form. I have a feeling. I need to jog my memory. I never, I never think they, I think they will do a similar thing to what Doctor Who would always do in that you'd never have something from the expanded universe inform what happens in the main well, canon. I mean, Doctor Who isn't allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. Because of the TV license and yeah. everything. But, I mean, Star Wars, I guess, can do that. It could. It kind of has in Solo. Because you see Darth Maul at the end of Solo, spoiler alert. Yeah, that's true, like, yeah. I remember people... But you don't need to. It you adds to the to story. Know, but people who didn't know yeah. were a bit... I've uh, spoken to me and were a bit like, so Darth confused. Maul died. Like, they don't so really show the legs yeah, that much. that's so true. Um, but I love yeah. that. Because I loved, side note, I loved Solo so much. And I loved because it felt like it existed in that in that expanded universe. Yeah, yeah Rogue yeah. One is one of my favourite Star Wars films of all time. Really? I love Rogue One so much. That I will go back to more than a lot of Star Wars films now. Wow. Um, I love Rogue One and I love Solo, but it very much feels like um, 
uh, and, and people have said the same thing about the Mandalorian um, that it's it's so good because it feels like the expanded universe right and it makes okay. it all feel like one kind of yeah, yeah. Thing, you know, in the same together. way that when Night of the Doxa happened, and everyone oh my god, went it is mental to that actually, for like the fact yeah. that like he referenced yeah. all of those big finish companions, true, true. and you're like, oh my god, it feels so so real and, yeah. and and genuine. True, it all feels like one story. I guess it is similar in that regard. But that's the thing where I'm really jealous about Star Wars because Star Wars have the Lu- have you heard about the Lucasfilm Story Group, which is like. Is this like the thing that decides whether things are canon or not? They basically have like a, a like a script editing team, right? Who work across everything. That'd be good. Like with you know with 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 Doctor Who, we you know we have amazing people who work across kind mm. of everything, mm. um, but not in the not in yeah. You know, we basically we basically have one person mm. um, other than the showrunner who who does a sort of role like that on Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah. Um, but like. Star Wars has a whole department, a whole team, and they work across. They're embedded so much in like gaming and comics and books audio and, drama yeah. and books and the film, like up to the film. You know, these are wow. the same people who are involved in the films. And I'm sure, you know, we don't know too much about what goes on there, but like, I'm sure, you know, they're not going to like scriptwriters of the films going, no, you actually can't do that because, you know, I'm sure in they're. In a comic. They're well, s- just, they can just consign it to legends now yeah 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 like Star Wars did that thing where they where just it, drew the, it drew a line in the sand yeah they th- and then it set up the story group everything out of the so out they, of the, the story path, group has been they? around since that line right, in the okay. sand got drawn so there are people like Pablo Hidalgo is quite a, a mm, popular mm. name in the Doctor in the Star Wars world rather and and he's always been around and he's right. you know he's been working on the website like in the right. Star Wars wilderness years and stuff like that he's always is been the around Ian Levine of Star Wars <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> suppose you could say that. I was trying to not say something mean there, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you okay. could say that, and yeah, I suppose so. Actually, that's yeah. probably a really good parallel. Yeah. But now there are there are loads of people who work on that team, yeah. and, and and Pablo is one of them, and they all work across all different things, and that's just so amazing, and it's so well planned out from that team yeah. that like the game will have like an exclusive thing, you know, like there was like Star Wars Battlefront. Um, Two, I think, had a story mode in it. And right. it was this whole story about Luke after Return of the Jedi. And he went to hunt down these relics. Oh. And they then appear in uh, Last Jedi. Yeah, They're yeah. in the in the little that's cave. Really cool. And the book that Ray goes to, like he's collecting some uh-huh. of the stuff that's on that table. Now, I know that some of that stuff does just kind of happen accidentally and it does happen last minute. But the fact they have a team at the middle of all of that is yeah. so It's so really, good. really cool. But that comes from being a huge Multi-million film. dollar. Multi-million. Think, yeah. You know, Doctor Who is a... Is a very expensive, lot of cash in global involved, right? franchise. There is, yeah. yeah, but Star Wars is obviously next level. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, just because so I, I get so jealous of, of that. I get so jealous of that. Yeah, you know, imagine if you could have something in the Doctor Who series that you know is is as kind of synced up that in in a way that Star Wars can do that. But um, and Doctor Who does is set up to function in that way. Yeah, you know, that yeah. we do amazing things that are tied into the main show. But it is very much completely different because you have like a TV production team who work on the TV show and then you've got yeah just from a structural point of view it's, it's different it's, I mean, completely it's, different, it's yeah. also been different historically because I know I know George Lucas doesn't really have a lot to do with I thought you dis- meant that like you know him you know, I no, know George I know George no <laughs> I know George Lucas doesn't have a, a lot to do with kind of decision making in Star Wars anymore no um, yeah he doesn't I, at I all he's a bit of a consultant sometimes yeah yeah, yeah I think they call him up but like historically George George said what goes really uh, mm, as far yeah, as Star Wars yeah. and he created Star Wars yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Who has never worked like that Doctor Who hasn't got a creator Ye- a sole creator and lots of people have taken it over over the yeah. years so there's not 
you can't have the same consistency. Yeah, that's true. But Doctor Who is set up also that it's not a singular story in that no, way. No, true. So the consistency of Doctor Who is that a new showrunner can come along, you know, Chris currently, mm. whoever comes in the future, whatever, you can just reinvent it, right? You can yeah, yeah. do something new. You could do that on Star Wars, but it is still telling a story in a universe where the other stories have existed. So obviously, like, you know, I suppose... I suppose that kind of is, just, you know, an unearthly child has still existed in, yeah. when resolution goes out. But I'm, I'm suppose they I'm talking. The feel more, I'm talking though. more in a kind of like the Star Wars world is completely linear. Yeah. So yeah. you know, this it's not though now because they're going back and they're doing, mm. um, they're doing like Solo and it doesn't have to be a part of the Skywalker yeah. story anymore. But they're filling in the dots, right? So Solo, yeah, you yeah. can go back, but you can't tell a new war in that story because we know what's happening. You know, we know the Clone Wars is happening because. It all seems to be quite localized because they're the same characters. Explore uh, currently with the way that the Star Wars world works. Yeah. Basically, is that yeah. we're playing with the same characters in everything we've done. Yeah. With the same uh, planets. Yeah. In the same kind of galaxy. Mm -hmm. However, the rumors of what's going to come with Star Wars is that once it remove once it gets further away from all of the stuff that we currently know yeah. it can tell more fun stories which i think it will mm. which is why everyone does rumor that you know the unfortunately they've just announced that the game of thrones creators are gone yeah they're but gone. like it was rumored for a while that they're doing a completely well and prequel. ryan johnson was supposed to be wasn't he ryan johnson is still apparently is working on something it? don't know they may have fired him six months ago <laughs> i watched <laughs> this know. video that was like they keep firing like star wars people yeah yeah um and they they fire them and then six months later, they'll announce that they fired them. So Ryan Johnson could have been sat from that right now. We don't know. Wow. <laughs> they leave it that long to like announce yeah, that. Yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, there have been a few people who have been let go, like Colin mm, Trevelov, who Trevor was meant to Trevelov, yeah. who did the Jurassic films, who was meant mm, to do mm. Rise of Skywalker originally. He also did this amazing movie called um, Safety Not Guaranteed. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, never seen that. It's no. an indie film oh. that he made like right at the start of his career with. Um, with Aubrey Plaza is in it and oh, some other guy whose name I've forgotten and it's about time travel oh wow it's like essentially this guy puts an advert in the newspaper like come and be my tra time traveling companion and this girl played by Aubrey Plaza answers it I think as part of a journalism thing like she's gonna like secretly write an article about this yeah. mad crazy guy yeah um yeah, and that's the premise. Oh, that's you should great. watch it. It's really, really, that really good. Yeah, yeah. So I had him and uh, yeah, like the the Game of Thrones creators mm, mm. and uh, bloody Chris and, and Chris yeah, and the, Phil. the Miller. Yeah, what called? Chris Miller and, and Lord Lord and Miller. Yes, yeah. yeah, from Solo, which was quite a big one. Mm. Um, and then there was rumors of uh, Gareth Edwards on Rogue One potentially oh, going, yeah, and they yeah. they did all these reshoots and stuff. But um, yeah, I mm. can't remember how we got down this negative. We uh, were talking about how did we even get to that? Well, we were talking about. Um, sorry, yeah, we were talking about. Um, so you got other worlds right. that I think yeah, yeah, they yeah. will start to explore more because mm -hmm. I think you can have more fun with that, and then I think you cannot have to stick to your storytelling. You know, if you if you just go to the other end of the galaxy and you tell yeah, 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 yeah. stories, you know, stormtroopers and the Imperials and they don't they don't stretch to everywhere, right? You know, sure, there are sure. there are mad corners of the universe. Or you that, just move in time. Yeah, or this is a hundred years after. Yeah. Or a hundred years before. Yeah. I mean, even if you stuck to it kind of and did a sort of Knights of the Old Republic style with whole new characters, but... I think that's where you could probably do the most new stories. Yeah. Because you're not jurisdicted by anything that's like, well, you know, the Jedi aren't around and, oh, yeah. the Imperials aren't around. And, you know, you just go, right, this is a new early bit of Star Wars. 
tell it like medieval Star Wars mm-hmm. or something. You know, it's. I mean, that's, that's the exciting. advantage with Doctor Who, really. That's why it's the best thing ever. Is that you? Well, Doctor Who could be anything. It can be anything, yeah. and the only thing that that all of the stories in Doctor Who have in common is that one character, the Doctor, yeah. who can be played by literally anyone. Yeah. Um, and you can go literally anywhere. Yeah. So you're not. You, it, it's never going to get boring. It's yeah. never going to seem stale. Yeah. Um, whereas Star Wars is, there is a kind of finite amount of Star Wars. Yeah, that it's you weird, can isn't it? Because it exists from the Star in, Wars towel. Yeah, it exists in a galaxy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. even though that is vast and mm, huge, mm. there are rules and structures and. Yeah, and it's not just that. It's that we, as the audience, is like what makes a story. Star Wars, like right. So mm. Holby City, yeah, could be set in the Star Wars universe, right? right yeah, because it's a long because Star Wars <laughs> happened a long time ago. Far far away, but then it's it's like kind of this it's arbitrary because yeah, yeah. The thing that makes Star Wars Star Wars is the Force, is lightsabers, is it's kind of got to have yeah. one of two or three elements to yeah. to be classed as Star Wars, and they're yeah. things that are not as flexible as Doctor Who, where it's one character that can can be played by anyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting when you say Star Wars is force and lightsabers. Do you think it will always be like that? Well, I guess Rogue One, Rogue One isn't. Rogue One's got a lot and of force stuff isn't. in it. You know, the, um, one with the force, the force True. is with me. Solo has got Darth Maul in it. Yes. I think True. Solo might be, could technically be the most lightsaber force light, but it's mm. still so Star Wars because it's got Han Solo, Han Solo Lando, yeah. it's got everything in it. But like, will we ever get a Star Wars film that isn't, don't know what it's got to have to to still be Star Wars. I don't yeah. know, but that's the thing. I wonder if they'll start to explore that soon and just go a bit more mad and a bit Hope more so. out there. Yeah, you know, like obviously, you know, it's. I suppose it's like you know, it's, it's like something like class, right? Class is a good example of going like, well, you could set anything within the Doctor Who world. Right, I, I right. enjoy class, and it, uh-huh. it's very much set in the Doctor Who world, uh-huh. and it's Cole Hill, and the Doctor's in it. But like, technically, you could have a Doctor Who spin-off that is like Holby City, like it's you say. Arbitrary. So I suppose yeah. you do have to have something that connects it. Mm. But like you know, how how long before we get something that's quite removed from what we know as Star Wars? I think a while now because yeah. I think um, with Last Jedi, like I love Last Jedi. Yeah, I think me it's too. probably my favorite of the recent Star Wars films since 2015. Mm. Even though I probably don't enjoy it as much as some of the others, right? Because I think it's so risky and exciting. But I think yeah. it's caused so much controversy. That I think they're kind of not going to go there again. Maybe. Do you think? I thought. I thought it was a really good indicator of what they're doing. I think they really? are trying to change okay. it. I think they're trying I to change so. and shape. But maybe, like you say, they've gauged the reaction to it. But I don't know. I don't know. It really. I mean, it's amazing that that movie last year. Like, this is the stuff I might cut out. But it it reminded me. Ryan Johnson and his approach reminded me of Stephen Moffat's approach. Mm. Like. Let's just do stuff. And yeah. some of it might be shit. Yeah. And some of it might be really, but doing really something amazing. New. And but it's all new and it's all risky and it's all really cocky. Like you think about that moment where, you know, after waiting for two years, you see Ray hand loot the lightsaber and he chucks it over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something that Stephen would write? Yeah, definitely. Like it's so yeah, like definitely. fuck you, audience. Yeah. Like <laughs> and like that's why it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um and no i agree yeah, i i think i yeah. i love the last jedi i think i went to see it three times in the cinema i adored the viewing experience mm, i think that's mm. what i do love with star wars films i just love to sit through it again and, and it again better the second time and, again. and it, that film was so led the force awakens i i love it so much yeah I, I get people's criticisms of it in that it's you know, it's almost like a templated Star Wars film, but that's right. why I love it. That's why yeah, I absolutely yeah. adore it. But The Last Jedi, you watched it and you're like, 
I don't know what's going to happen. I was just about to say, I so I watched that and I came out of it and uh, my girlfriend Kathy's not a Star Wars fan but had come to see me, come with me to see The Force Awakens as well. So yeah. She'd not really seen the others. And she was like, are you alright? And I'm like, yeah, I I just don't know what I thought of that. And I then I went, I went quiet. Yeah, and then I went back and watched it again and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And you know what? That's exactly how I felt mm. with stories like, um, I don't know, stories like uh, name of the Doctor stories Midnight. like. Uh, well, I'm more well, thinking, thinking like different the heavy mythology I see what you mean. stuff. Yeah, Hellbent. Yeah. Do you gotcha. know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what to think of that. And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's so true. Going back to Doctor Who and Star Wars, Hellbent is very, very Last Jedi. Yeah, this isn't is it? A, it's when I think of Ryan Johnson, and also like the general public's reaction. Like yeah. everyone's just like either super into it or yeah, either yeah. super not into it. Yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of how I. It's, there's a real That's power. So true. There. My God, I'm going to rewatch. Like Hellbent Stephen tonight. Moffat ruined Doctor Who, or like Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars. Yeah, it's like yeah, something yeah. you hear from yeah. YouTubers constantly. Well, it's because um, it's because people make changes, right, to things they love. And yeah. I I love Doctor Who because of its change. Mm. I absolutely love people coming along, and you know we've currently got a version of Doctor Who that's very different to what we have known previously. And yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. I yeah. love it, and I also love that in many years time we'll get an, a new version mm, another mm, version of mm, Doctor Who mm. and then we'll get another one and we'll keep getting no- another version of Doctor Who yeah. and maybe as we go along they pick up previous eras and stuff like that I just yeah, my favourite pe- thing pe- about yeah. Doctor Who is how it changes and so it was interesting to see with Star Wars when that changes people are not as oh trusting. no we don't like well, that well because the only time it's changed before in 1999 yeah people didn't like it yeah and and it, so they're, they're, they're on their guard now do you know what I mean yeah and be um, interested to see the way the new film goes because yeah very interesting I feel like they're going to do like I said I feel like they're going to do some real new stuff they're going to shake stuff up but I think maybe I don't know Palpatine was he always the plan I don't know but like it does feel very much like they've got something familiar in there again and there's going to be some familiar stuff it looks Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. it looks very Force Awakens again I think well Um, yeah I mean I guess it's the same guy yeah it looks very like familiar on a kind of I don't know, what do you call it? A texture, like visual kind of level. Well, they're saying they're tying everything together, aren't they? Like everything yeah. from the last nine movies. Yeah, which like you see the trailer that went out this all. week. And it's got the Jewel of Fates music over it. The There's a new trailer? The, it's just a TV spot, I think. Oh, cool. But it's like a... It's, I'm pretty sure there's a bit in it where it's got... Oh, dun, 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 dun. Amazing. Like the Phantom Menace. Like, yeah. I don't think I dreamt that. Uh, do, 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 that music. Yeah. Yeah. Like all, all, uh, yeah, all, yeah, exactly. All when that when that stuff comes back and you're like, it's the same film as the Phantom as the Phantom Menace. Like mm, I love mm. that. It's the day of the Doctor of Star Wars. Oh my God, yes. So Rise burst. Of Skywalker. So burst. I guess the the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on before we do actors, okay, um, yeah. is is George Lucas, of course, has famously messed around with Star Wars. You know, special editions and then subsequently oh, yeah. the Blu-rays. He's changed stuff again and again, and yeah. fans hate it. So like hand shot first and like yeah. The deleted scenes being put back in and all that. Yeah. Doctor Who. Uh, we had that a bit <laughs> with the DVDs and stuff. Yeah. And like, there are special effects now. But I think actually Doctor Who has been wiser than Star Wars in that you can always watch both on yes, the DVD. Yes, that is true, right? Um, so fans have got that option, which is amazing. But Star Wars, I think the reason Doctor Who fans have never kicked off about the changes is because you can always go back. It's because you can always watch the real one so or true. the original one. That's so and true. And like, if Star Wars, if George Lucas had just given Star Wars fans the option, mm. you know what I mean? I think It would have gone down a lot better, yeah. That's so true. And it's interesting, isn't it, seeing the Disney Plus thing. That's a really, that's a really good point. I never thought of it like that. It's interesting seeing the Disney Plus stuff that's come out recently of um, 
they've made some more amends. Yeah, yeah, McClunky. What, my, yeah, McClunky. <laughs> People are going mad for it, aren't they? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. McClunky is like so big. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. You know, like I. I'm not afraid to say I. I would go harder on those Doc Two edits. Right. Yeah. Um, no. No. I. I. Agree. I would change it more. But mm-hmm. I think. But the reason I've the always original. had that in my head, like me and um, me and Ben Cook have often talked about. Uh, about like what we would do to Doctor Who, you know, the, the mm. exciting things we might do to like an old episode, and like how much you'd like be like, yeah, I do a, I do a forty-five minute version of that four-parter, and yeah, I'd add in like weird stuff and things yeah. like that, and like web stories used to talk about wanting to do an edit of Genesis of the Daleks that featured like war film, like you know, like yeah, proper like you know really how now cool. Magician's Apprentice you get like a Spitfire, yeah, you know, like stuff like that in Genesis to give you more of a, I'd I'd get way more. I don't think you really can with some old programs but like i'd get i'd get way more george lucas on doctor who than we actually do on doctor who yeah, but yeah. with but i've realized that you're right in saying that but i only love thinking that because i would never insinuate doing that to replace no no the no, episode i wouldn't no. say to you i'm gonna make i'm now showrunner of doctor who we're gonna release a 60 minute version of genesis mm-hmm. and all the others we're gonna throw in the bin and yeah, you'll yeah, never yeah. be able to watch them again or even I like we're doing a like isn't there um there's like some with special effect new special effects like um, like on the collection box on sets. the collection box yeah. but even like some of the DVDs have that right yeah 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 like yeah. Uh, Kinder with the snake oh, yeah yeah you which, can watch which both is amazing. on there right which is like the Kinder one to point out is one of the best ones yeah, ever yeah. Um, but yeah the Ark in Space I remember when that that was the first DVD that came out um, right. with special add-ons mm-hmm. and they did Nerva Beacon as a CGI render it looks completely different to the rest of the story right it's like special effects in like 2003 or 2 or something um, it looks completely different but like you know, I and I was coming at it as a new fan. I thought that's exciting, but then I also remember going. I must have been like twelve or thirteen. I remember going like, but I wonder what it originally looked like because yeah, I hadn't got yeah. the VHS of that one. So I went back and watched it. You don't have the option with Star Wars, but Star Wars is just it is that is a genuine shame, yeah. and it is so interesting that they've never released. They've not released that they original will. version they going will. back to the beginning. They're of waiting this. for George Lucas to die. Oh, do you think? Do you think he's holding on to it? I don't it? know. It's, it's something like that because otherwise they'd do it. Well, I thought I thought that they will wait. Because I've not seen it since those first VHSs yeah, I've got. Yeah. And I know, obviously, it probably is out there and people can download it or whatever yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But, like, I'll wait to see well, it again. It's the despecialized cut, isn't that? Y- yeah, apparently. Yeah. But, like, I, I haven't seen it since I watched it on those first VHSs. Mm. And I really thought for the 40th they'd do it for 40th Star Wars. I thought mm-hmm. they'll release it. But maybe it'll now be their 50th. Because in 10 years' time, Star Wars will celebrate its True. 50th anniversary. Which feels like... That's insane. The, 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 the biggest... It always feels like the biggest anniversary now because we're getting television and film franchises that are celebrating. Yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Who, obviously, being Doctor Who, got there first and, yeah. and earlier than most others and, and made such a big moment for its 50th. We will live to see the Doctor Who 100th year That's anniversary. That's mad, isn't it? That is mad. Starring Matt Smith. Can't wait. He'll be so old. He'll be in his But 80s, he'll be fine because he'll, he'll be, be playing fine. him on Trenzalore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which will that. be great, won't it? And Tennant can they be won't need him. As, as Tennant uh, can be um, the old uh, version yeah. with... Uh, but isn't that nice, I think, in that, going back to kind of the influences, that I, I genuinely think, I don't think I've mentioned this, but I, I think there are lots of Doctor Who fans working in Star Wars. There are lots. Right. I know that for a fact. Yeah. And they they are real influences that seep through. You know, you see it with Tom Baker being cast in Clone Wars. He's mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. You know, there are little moments like that we've mm-hmm. had, you know, Daleks have appeared in Doctor Who in Star Wars comics. There was a there was a Dalek that appeared in a Star Wars comic in the nineties. You know there are there are little little tiny things and you know the like things like the costume and props and stuff like that. I do like to think that Star Wars has looked at Doctor Who and gone. 
we'll go bigger for the 50th. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. can do that. Yeah. I reckon it will. And I, I reckon so. they'll they'll now be thinking about what that film is, whether they release the early version, the first version yeah, of A New yeah. Hope on Blu-ray. They released a holiday special. <laughs> the new, the 50th holiday yeah, special. Yeah, yeah. What else did we do? Night of the Doctor. What would their version of Night of the Doctor be? I mean, they're kind of doing that now really with like the Obi-Wan series yeah, and true, stuff like that. True. God, so that Obi-Wan series is exciting. Yeah. Right, let's have a little chat then about actors who've been in both Doctor Who okay. and Star Wars. Amazing. Uh, so I just got some names. I don't know if I'm very good at this sort them. of stuff. But okay, right. So um, do you know them? You, you, you're testing oh, me. Yeah. Well, I'm not really testing you. I okay. just thought we could talk we'll just about it. it. Okay, I just yeah, thought sure. it would be interesting. Sure, sure. Um, now, the first one I've got on the list is Simon Pegg. And he is a special yeah. case because he's done the Holy Trinity of Star yeah. Trek, Star Wars and Doctor Who. Yeah, how many people have done that? Not many, right? But his characters in, Do- in Doctor Who and Star Wars are so different. Um, well, I mean, he is he appears as himself in Star Trek and Doctor Who. In Star yeah. Wars, he you you can't tell it's him because uh, he's the no, big monster he's behind Uncar the car plot. Yeah, no, you are so good. You are probably the the person I know I'm who's quite good with names. You're yeah. so good at I I you are basically me when I was like ten years old in that I remembered every random name yeah. in the visual <laughs> dictionary books and I knew them. But there's information that's not in my brain. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that should be and that's there instead. And that's there instead. Yeah, like yeah. we've talked many times about characters like Kit Fisto and my Kit favorite Fisto. ever, Kylie Mundy. I love Kit. F- well, we'll get to Kylie Mundy. Oh, will we? Okay. Um, oh yeah. Kit Fisto. Yeah, me and my friend at university. Um, found a website called fistofan.com uh it was like a a very basic like dream mover website all about <laughs> kit fisto i watched on youtube well, the other day say you're a... um <laughs> uh star wars but only kit fisto scenes it's great it's a minute <laughs> that is it's amazing a and a half long <laughs> um <laughs> is that on youtube do you say it's on youtube I'm gonna yeah, watch that yeah. Tonight. there's also a cardi monday one yes uh anyway Excellent. uh so the the only so, yeah, other so person Simon, i sorry. could think of who's done th- all three yeah is deep roy Oh my god, yeah. Who is in Talons of Wang Chang. Yep. Um, he's in Star Wars as a member of the Ra- Max Rebo band in uh, Return of the Jedi. Wow, I, I didn't know that. Okay. And he's in Star Trek as Simon Pegg's little mate. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There you go. And he's been in a few Doctor Who's as well, because he was in Smile as well recently, wasn't he? With was he really? One. Deep Roy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure he played an emoji bot. I'm pretty he's sure. also every Umpa Lumpa. Is he? In uh, in bloody Johnny Depp. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, yeah. Uh, Hugh Quashy. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Amazing actor. Yeah, so good. Turned down, but coming back in Attack of the Clones. That's right. I'm pretty sure, is this for Casualty or something? For, yeah, for, for I think it was Holby. Holby. Yeah. Which, of course, I'm pretty is sure he's part of the Star Wars universe, as we <laughs> yeah, discussed earlier. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Captain Panica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panica, wasn't it? It was Captain, Captain Panica. And then they replaced him with Captain Typho. Yes, who had the Travis-type eye patch. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had the action figure of him. Did you have the action figure of Typho? I did, yes. I didn't have a Panica, though, I don't think. No, I didn't. No. I don't think I did. He, but um, he is in Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, of course, in yeah. Hooverville. Yeah. I think, um, he's done, I think he's done Big Finish as well. I might have dreamt that. But yeah, not been, not been in Star Trek. Star Wars, actually. Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked him in that in that uh, not interested about it. Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah, I really, li- I, I really don't like. Remember this. his accent being very good in it. But oh no, I think he's really good. I does think he he's do really a good, good accent in? Star- yeah, does he do an accent in Star Wars. In Star Wars, he's American. Yeah, American, so he's American yeah, right. in both of those. I've just realised. Yeah, he goes red group, blue group. Remember that? Oh, in uh, yeah. in Phantom Menace. <laughs> I just remember that scene where they like use the grappling hooks. Oh, so great. Because that was like, grappling wow, hook. grappling hooks exist in Star Wars now. <laughs> like, why don't Jedis just have that? Like, it's so cool. Because like, they can just jump. Oh, that's true. They don't need true. the grappling hook. Um, although Luke uses a grappling hook, sort of, in A Does New Hope to get across that um, big 
Oh yeah, he does. Uh, Canyon and the Death and, Star. It, and and I'm pretty sure he does in something like Return of the Jedi. Or is that just like they just zip wire across? You know, he oh, jumps no, across the, to the across from the skiff. Yeah, f- yeah to yeah, the yeah, scale. Yeah. Uh, the yeah the the Sarlacc sail pit. harbor. Whatever, yeah, 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 whatever it is. Uh, here's a good one. Celia Imri. This is really niche. Yeah, because yeah, she's yeah, a yeah. she's in a Boo Starfighter, right? She she, she is the yeah, so, and she's the she's the pilot of the uh, Royal. Starship, yeah, that, that that lands on Tatooine. Yes, that's it. And she's in Doctor Who, and so the random great intelligence. Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It resorted to her childhood-like state. She was on a. She was in a big finish recently that I was listening to, and she talked in the special features about being in Star Wars. And I went, what? And then yeah. I had to jog my memory, and I googled her Star Wars. Wasted and, in Star Wars, right? And then it's so weird. But she said like something again. It's the classic. It's the same thing with Doctor Who and Star Wars. Mm. Actors do it for their kids. Yeah, true. They do it for their family. True. They're like, oh, well, you know, my kids love Doctor Who, love Star Wars, so I had to play this random character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, wow. like Because they, they were... It's the only reason that um, Richard Harris did Dumbledore. Because his granddaughter was like, you can't not do Potter. it. And he That's was like, amazing, oh, fine. And he, the appeal like of these things. You know, and he does it anyway. God, yeah. Wow. Brian Blessed. Oh, my God. Iconic, yeah. King Yukanos yeah. and Boss Nass. Absolutely. Both iconic Playing the characters. same character in both. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How good your Boss Nass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they are literally the same. Is it mocap? It's not, because it's not... It's not um, it must makeup, be, because Jar Jar was as well. It? Yeah. Well, in that it was like an actor on set. But then actually, I've never seen any pictures of Brian Blessed on no. the set of maybe Star Wars. Maybe he just voiced it, and then it, so maybe just it did look the voice. like Brian Blessed. Oh, that's a good one to look up. Yeah. And uh, has he been in Star Trek? I would have thought he'd been in Star Trek or something. I don't think he's He feels like Trek. he would have been in Star Trek. Not the Holy Trinity. Mm. Warwick Davies. Warwick Davies. Warwick Davies has been in anything and everything. Uh, he has has yeah, he been in every been Star, Star Wars Trek film Trek, ever? Though. He's Probably. No, he's in Return of the Jedi is the first one he's in. Oh, right. And he's then, only 16. So he's only not done A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, but he's probably been in everything else. Right. Because he's even voiced a character in the animations. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Because I know... I've. I guess he just plays droids and stuff, doesn't he? He just fills in. Where yeah, he's like he was the crowd in Phantom Menace who yeah, ended, yeah. ended up being the same character in Solo. Yeah. When he turns up in Solo, that's meant to be the character who's by like Jabber and stuff in Phantom Menace. Oh, really? That's yeah, yeah. really funny. Um, yeah, and then oh. he's been in... Plays Yoda in one shot in Phantom Menace. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like walking around the meditation room. Really? And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Warwick Davis? Yeah. Because it wasn't a puppet or something. It wasn't or a puppet, puppet for like one shot. That was something they ruined when they re-CGI'd I know, it's Yoda. Better. That puppet in Phantom Menace looks awful. Do you think? It looks awful. It looks like cross-eyed and weird. Oh, I actually can't remember it now. You're making me... You I need thought to go I on YouTube there's that... a comparison video. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, I'll watch that. Um, and of course, he's porridge um, in Nightmare and Silver. Um, Jimmy V. Jimmy V. Jimmy V has done... Surely he's done Star Trek, or because he, he's now R two. He's now R two D two, and he was ob- obviously Banner Kaplata, Mox Balhoon, Space Pig, um, yeah, number of other things. Yeah, uh, he. I don't think he's done Star Trek. Oh really? Okay. I All mean, right. maybe I don't know. But he's like, yeah, he's done a. Uh, I mean, him being R two, that's like, is that one of the most playing one of the most iconic characters in Star Wars? Like, in terms of like I mean, level definitely. of. Your character in Star Wars and Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, there's one more coming up that oh, maybe okay. comes close. Um, it's not this one. Jeremy Bullock. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. And then and he's someone in... Someone in the Time Classic Warrior. Who. He's in the Time Warrior. Is it the Time Warrior that he's yeah, in? Yeah, because I always remember as a kid being fascinated by this fact okay. and then being like, I don't know who it is in the Time Warrior and not really... You know what? I don't care enough to look it up. 
because the next one I'm also having to look up um because oh, yeah. this is one that um this is one that somebody whose name I've forgotten I'm really really sorry I've now been reminded his name is Tom thanks Tom because they introduced themselves to me at the quiz of Rassilon on Sunday oh, yeah. evening uh, and said some nice things about the podcast so thank you uh, if you're listening but I've forgotten your name uh, but you also gave me this amazing fact because I told you I was recording this one and it was that um both so both actors well two actors to have played Darth Vader the body of Darth Vader oh, in yes, Star Wars in in Rogue One Rogue One and in and in and Dave Prowse in, uh, in yes he played a minotaur have both been minotaurs in Doctor Who Yes, that's so true. Ah, oh, yeah, I never clocked that. Yeah, that's such Isn't a good that fact. That's an amazing fact. Cause yeah, Dave Prowse is the Minotaur Wilding in like a Kirby one, one, wasn't he? And then, yeah. and then the, the Rogue One guy was the Minotaur in God Complex. God Complex. Isn't that weird? Though? That is a good fact. Very strange coincidence. That is a good fact. Thanks, fat friend. Tall, tall Minotaurs. Yeah. That's a uh, typecast Darth Vader CV, right? Whoever would end up playing Darth Vader in the future would be like, yeah, put me yeah. forward for some Minotaur roles. I mean, Hayden Christensen hasn't been a Minotaur yet, uh, as far as I'm aware, but um, he hasn't but been a lot in the last 10 years, really has he? <laughs> um, but he wasn't really tall enough to be Vader, though, well, was no, he? Well, no, they had to put platforms Yeah, when he was in the suit. He insisted on it, didn't he? Do you reckon he'll be in Rise of Skywalker? Uh, I actually hope so. I have a lot of respect for him. I think he will be. Okay. Oh, here's another one I'm having to look at the name of, because I've forgotten oh, yeah. uh, the actor's name. Um, so, you know uh, Lobot? From uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, he's the guy who is bald and wears the thing around his head and is mates with Lando Calrissian in, uh, on Bespin. Um, he is in Doctor Who. <gasps> I did not know this. He is the um, scientist guy in The Mutants. I can't say I've watched The Mutants more than three times, so I can't really remember that, but that's amazing. Yep, he's in The Mutants. Brilliant. Um, so there's a good one. Uh the next one was Silas Carson, who oh iconic is Kylie Mundy. Yeah, and also Newt Gunray. Yep, and also the Ud. Yeah, and that. also in Star Wars, he plays one of the pilots of the ship that gets blown up right at the start of Phantom Menace. Oh, really? So you see from behind? Yeah, because when the the two with Qui Gon and yep. Obi Wan mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. trade negotiation ship. So that's the oh, only that's time good. you kind of see him as Silas. I Carson. love Silas Carson. He's great. There's also another actor. Who plays Plo Koon? Which um, one's Plo Koon? Who I is the 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 fellow who wears? <sighs> he wears a mask. Hang on, um, it's this. Oh, guy. is it that Jedi? That's yep. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Yep, that one. Yeah. Um, look it up yourself if you're at home. <laughs> uh, and the actor is called. Oh, who's behind the mask? Um, well, it's two people. It's a guy called Matt Sloan, and he's not the one that I'm thinking of. Um, Alan Rusko. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. He was in Water Mars. And he has been in Water Mars amongst other Doctor yeah. Who stuff. Yeah, I think he's done monsters. monsters, but he's in Water Mars as himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's the one that, oh, he yeah, he's He's, he's done monsters great. in Series 1 as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done, Alan. It's so weird how you recognise names like that. Um, Peter Serafinovich. Oh, my God, yes. Voice of Darth Maul and Fisher King. Voice of the Fisher King. Great. Although they shafted him for Solo. And yeah, I know. And did you, have you did you re- hear the story with him? Yeah, and they didn't even tell him that he they went were to the premiere. It annoys me so much that they did that in Solo because he, the guy who does it in the in the cartoon, yeah, Sam Witwicker, right? I think no disrespect to him, but he, he is doing a Peter Serafinovich yeah. impression. Yeah. So why not just get Peter Serafinovich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? It is odd. Really I get strange. it from both point of views, and I just think they. 
Peter, because he publicly, for those who don't know, Peter publicly said he went to the premiere. Yeah, he went yeah. to the premiere and buzzing to hear his voice right? with his family or something, yeah, and yeah. just like with his kids. And I don't think he told them he was Darth Maul, but he was just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in this or whatever." And uh, but I think he did say he wasn't sure if he would be used. Right. But how awful is that to go to the premiere, not be told, yeah. and then just be like, oh, "I wasn't in it." And, but and also, it's a guy doing an impression of you. Yeah. yeah so yeah. weird. I just yeah, don't understand at all. Yeah. It's weird that they're saying, like, oh, it's for consistency. Yeah. Because if the well, guy's doing saying, a good enough impression, then it yeah. should be consistent, right? Yeah. I don't know. And then, yeah, and it, I, yeah, and I get it from the other point of view of, like, Sam's been playing Darth Maul, and uh, I think he does the voice of Palpatine. He has right, done it right, before. Right. But apparently they've redubbed it for Disney Plus or something, where they've actually got Ian McDermott to do it now. Oh. Um, so they've replaced him. And uh, and so he's been doing it for years but it, and so like he's like, well, he's been playing it for longer, but it is like, but this is another Star Wars film. I think you're totally right. Like he's doing an impression of that. Yeah. So it is a real shame. Quite an odd choice. One of them had to be offended by that, and I would have chosen for it to not be the actor who originally played him. But yeah. Hey, yeah. I'd love to hear that though, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't think Star Wars would ever release it because I don't think they're off that ilk of going like, here's an alternate version. Yeah. But oh my god, I'd love to hear. I think Peter should just release it publicly. He should just do it. Just do, yeah. And pr- just, someone will probably shout at him to do it. Just get him convention. to do it on a podcast or yeah. something, <laughs> and then get a fan to like double like, it. Do the Pandoric Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Tosin Cole. Yes. Uh, Fighter plays pilot. The X-wing fighter in yes. Force Awakens. Force right? Awakens. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. yeah. Felicity love Jones that. is in Unicorn and the Wasp. Yes. And she's Jin Erso. In uh, she might be. Uh, a contender alongside for the biggest for the biggest yeah, yeah that's true she's the main character in Rogue One yeah, so that yeah. is true actually Julian Glover yes is um, Scaroth Last of the Jagroth I know yeah that one <laughs> I was thinking of the Star Wars one he's the oh, he's in Empire I don't know what his name is it, he's Admiral he's, something there's a, there's a Twitter account that is like such a big fan of this character right. and that's why I, that's why I feel like I should remember it um, but yes great Him. obviously again that's another one where it actually tallies up that that Imperial uh, officer is definitely one of Scaroth's many faces. Oh my god, so true! I'd never thought of that. <laughs> Fantastic, he's a Scaroth splinter. Splintered through time. Yeah, the centuries shall be undone. Right, here's the good one. I'm going to check that I know this guy's name because okay. um, I think I know it, but yeah, I do. Okay, Declan Mulholland. Right. So this that, is the man. That name I do not know. That in the original version of the Jabba the Hutt scene that they put back into. Uh, oh yes, four. he's the guy in the furry coat. He's the guy in the furry coat. If you've not seen this, Google it. Jabba, original actor. Yeah, he is in the Androids of Tara. Amazing! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. Obscure, right? I did find that scene recently because it was um, there's like rushes of it somewhere. Oh yeah, you can watch it. Online. Yeah, and you yeah, can watch really it. I was just fascinated by it. Well, the the best bit is when. Harrison Ford walks behind him. Oh god, that in the special edition and is awful. What I don't get is they've made it. They literally lifted him up, and it looks. So they bad. lift him up so he stands on Jabba's yeah, tail. Yeah. What I don't get is Jabba would react. Why to that. couldn't they just cut away? Yeah. To like a reaction shot. Yeah. Of like um, one yeah, of the guys that's standing around. Like Boba Fett's like stood there hanging around. Yeah. Why yeah, don't they, they just cut to him? Yeah, because you know they I mean? wanted to look cool and impressive. I'm sure, but yeah. but it's really bad. Also, surely Jabba would be like, "What the what the yeah, hell are you like, doing? What the fuck you doing, man? Get off me! Like whack him! I'm your boss. Yeah. Like the scariest." gangster in the yeah. galaxy yeah doesn't so, make any sense so bad I quite like that the original guy was Irish and like very like yeah do I do am I misremembering he has a bit of an accent he has doesn't a thick he? Irish accent yeah, yeah. brilliant it's really it's in it's, space like that's so good it's a much good. more charming performance yeah than, yeah yeah, than yeah the Jabba we got yeah um, and it, it just actually. doesn't it just that Jabba scene I, 
it's removed work. for a reason. Yeah, it doesn't work. You've just re-added it in because what you've done is you've gone, this film's been out for yonks, and what does happen with these things when they have, they're such old things, it's just like, how about we do a version where we re-add everything? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're like, you don't need about, it. no? Well, a lot of the dialogue Leave it is exactly scenes. the same as the Greedo scene because yeah. they um, n- obviously clearly knew they were going to remove it before they f- shot the Greedo scene. Yeah. So they put, just yeah. annoying. Anyway, um, right, Peter Cushing. Oh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, he is the biggie. He's the one where I was like, this is the big one. That's true. He's actually played the Doctor. Played so the Doctor and a major character. And Bob Tarkin. Yeah, that is true. Um, suppose that is. Not not uh, not part of the original lineup of Doctor Who, but yeah, yes, has played a Doctor, doctor and has played... Yeah, maybe, he, maybe he's on balance as playing the biggest characters in both. Mm, mm. So that works. And brilliant actor. I actually watched Dalek Invasion of Earth a few weeks ago. Um and uh, I still find it remarkable because as a kid, there was actors like Peter Cushing and um, the guy who plays Solon in Brain of Morbius, who's also in Dalek Invasion of Earth. Um, right, right. Actors like him who like Peter Cushing in Star Wars and Peter oh Cushing God. in Doctor Who. I'm like, no, they're separate not, actors. Not the same person. They're not the same person yeah, yeah. at all. They don't look alike no, at all. They don't look alike. And obviously, like, he's so evil in one and he's so good in the other. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like, you're just like, no, it doesn't... Not the same. Not the same Also, all. like, he's... He aged quite a lot between the two. God, yeah. So like you can, he's so like, gaunt in Star Wars. You know, only like ten years or something, isn't it? Like, it's yeah. But I guess when you're that, that age, it, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it makes maybe a big true. Difference. And he's but not yeah, got the moustache, and like he's holding himself differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's made by a computer. Yeah. Um, obviously, know, so. yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. There is, there is also <laughs> so, that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, but the other Doctors that have been in Star Wars, were kind of what we were going to end on was. David Tennant has done Clone Wars, right? Yeah, he's done the voice. I've not seen those the episodes. He's done a voice of a droid, I think. Yeah. Um, and then Richard E. Grant is in Rise of Skywalker. Oh right? yeah, he's in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Who instantly, when it was announced he was cast, everyone was like, "Well, he's clearly going to be First Order." Obviously, mm-hmm. like he's just Richard E. Grant made to be First obviously Order. Obviously, First Order. Um, yeah. So he's it, and they've released a picture now, so yep. he is definitely yep. First definitely Order. In it. Matt Smith. So this is a big one. Is he in it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows if he's in it. So there's a conspiracy of just like... Oh, that! did you see that picture? That what? was like, is this Matt Smith? Oh, yeah, that was nonsense. Was though, it not it? Matt Smith? Well, no, but this is the thing with Star Wars. They are so secretive. Mm. So apparently a press release went out, and I think it may have been like the UK website, mm. and it had Matt Smith listed. Right. As part of that, and it disappeared. So they removed him. Right. So, like, nobody knows whether he's a massive spoiler. Yeah, yeah. And it went in. And, and it Doctor was like, Who's in Star Wars. Right? Get him yeah, out. Yeah. Because it is a big headline, right? Yeah. And it was, like, obviously, you know, Radio Times probably had an article out in about three seconds. You know, <laughs> they were, I'm sure all the press outlets, you know, go yeah, mad for that yeah. sort of stuff. I do. I got well excited. Mm. And then it disappeared. And it's not been talked about. Matt did a press junket recently. And I think he went, me? Um, no. Don't think I'm in Star Wars. But he didn't actually say no, as far as I know. Right. Um, and so the has other he thing, been cut? Like, well, is it that they... they but the they fact that they removed him from the press release so quickly is either like... is like, And the press release went out, would have gone out when they just started filming. So it's like either he's playing a really spoilerific character yeah. or he's playing such a little character, like something like an alien, like like announcing Simon Pegg as part of the original Star Wars Force Awakens lineup right. would have been weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a nice bonus. Like, like they've Maybe. just um, they've just revealed that um, Lin Manuel is in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's only he was only on set for a day. It's like it's Matt Smith and another another one of those. But you'd think they'd still or is like he... once they'd announced it, you yeah. wouldn't think they'd like pull it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. It's it... so odd. So nobody Very knows. Strange. Nobody knows. So it is God. turned into conspiracy theory that I love, obviously. But, yeah, and also I don't think he's a big enough name to be like. 
a really like big name spoilerific character. I don't know. Mm. It just depends. It was just who he plays, right? Yeah. So there were obviously there were there were guesses that he would play Knights of Ren. One of the Knights right, of right, Ren, right, right, which right. I'm just like, why would they not announce that? I mean, they've not announced any of the actors playing the Knights yeah. of Ren. But Maybe there's a reason playing, for that. Like, even if he's playing, like, Yoda. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a, obviously, Yoda's a stupid example, but, like, yeah, even yeah. if he's playing a really spoilerific character, yeah. why does it matter that they announced he was in it? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really make a, a difference, right? It's odd, isn't it? It's very odd. Don't know what's going on there. Let's don't hope we see him, because I love Matt. As young Palpatine. <laughs> Oh that was what that was God. what part of the rumours were. That Wouldn't by that the way, be yeah. amazing? That though. wasn't uh, that wasn't me just oh. throwing it out there. Yeah, they were like young Palpatine or whatever. That'd be incredible. But um, yeah. So like you know, what if he reverts to being young or something? Or, or like there are flashbacks. What if there was a flashback or to Darth Plagueis? That That'd always gets talked so about because that would tie it into the original mentions of Darth Plagueis who trained oh, Sidious. Mate. So it might be something like that. You know, nobody knows. I'd love to see that. So. Yeah, who knows? Wow. I'm gonna say he is in it. I would. I think he is in it. Let's hope so. I bloody well hope so. Do- that would be amazing. An actual doctor in actual Star Wars. Yeah. But then would that pull you? Would that pull you out of it if you saw Matt Smith looking like Matt Smith in Star Wars? No. No, I don't think it would. I just I get dead excited. No. Does it? Because it doesn't pull me out of it. Like we've had other big names in it. Like, yeah. Um, it didn't pull me out of it. Okay, that's good. I don't think it will be. Like, it didn't pull me out of it when Donald Glover was Lando Calrissian. No, it doesn't, because that's so perfect, yeah, right? Yeah. Donald was made to be young Absolutely. Lando. Like, yeah. it's so perfect. And we're getting old Lando. Yeah. Right, we're going to stop now, because we're just descended into Star Wars, Star Wars, uh, chat. Star Wars chat. Star um, Wars chat. That was great. Thank yeah, you so much. Thanks for letting me go on about Star Wars. I hope we, I hope no, we tied it you. back to Doctor Who. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that um, people who are not massive Star Wars fans still found something kind of um, to latch onto there. I like um, the idea that they're all Googling Ponda Baba and Coyote Mundy. Yeah, I will probably say in the intro, make sure you've got a laptop with you <laughs> when you listen to this because there's going to be a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of homework going on. Um, we didn't even get to talk about my theory that Coyote Mundy is the keeper of track and I'm so disappointed. Well, we talked about that in episode two. Oh, did we? And did, if fans okay. want to hear about oh, that, they can, they, they can go back and they can listen to episode two. Although, please don't because I was not as good at making podcasts then. And I wasn't as good. I def- I'm still not a good interviewer. I'm such a waffler. I'm such a waffler. In that no, I love a waffler. Um, although this is going to be work to edit. But that's ah. not your fault. Um, thank you so much for talking to me, Luke. That's all right. Anytime. Invite me back anytime. Where can people find you on in the Twitter sphere? Also, oh. what happens in Doctor Who series 12? <laughs> <laughs> well, in episode one... <laughs> cut it there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, people can find me uh, at Luke's Balan everywhere if you need if you want pictures of New York being posted incessantly in your life I'm I'm on Instagram Luke's Balan if you want me just tweeting about Doctor Who and Star Wars I mean if you if you listen to the whole of this then no doubt you don't mind me talking about Doctor Who and Star Wars so you can follow me on Twitter at Luke's Balan great Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter as per usual at GladioPod and you can follow me on Twitter at Molly Molly underscore Martian uh, and you can email us at galactiopod at gmail.com um, see you next time everybody bye bye did it I was supposed to say bye oh sorry bye <laughs> bye <laughs>